Welcome to Truck Your Podcast. My name is Sebastian. My name is Jose. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Good? Yeah. Did you get some sleep? Yeah. I know sure you guys did. got, what, 7 p.m. last night? Yeah, around there. Okay. What was happening uh, in the evening? Uh, we were just, uh, oh, quick clutch adjustment. That's what came in last minute, so took yeah. care of that. Move the trucks around. Yeah, we, last minute, we had some customers come in, and we're going to be pretty busy today, huh? Yeah. Oh, we have an overhead going on today, too, so we pulled that in last night. Overhead... And then, so let's talk about what happened in the shop last this week. It's Friday. Usually, record this on Friday. So, what do you what what do you remember we did? We had a couple guys freezing up. Uh, trucks weren't building uh, air at all. Yeah, tanks were f- uh, frozen. Left them overnight. Thawed out overnight and just drained the air. Bunch of water came out. I remember the. I shot a video about it. The SCR. The low pressure. Oh yeah. The death uh, pump and death pump and then the dozing. The yeah. dozer itself, yeah, clogged was, up. I did a quick video on that just to, to show people um, how it builds up because yeah, the build up yeah, on yeah, the DF yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad. Also, and then uh, we we also had a guy with a what Cummins ISX. He had a he had a misfire. We did, yeah. The that overhead, was, yeah, the overhead. So yeah, so let's let's, let's talk about what happened with with that. He came in, barely made it here. Yeah. Right. He had a load on us. Uh, it's one of our owners. Brought the load back. Came into the shop. So, can you tell about more about, a little bit more about that? Yeah, he uh, came in com- uh, saying they had a engine miss, or he was hearing some type of uh, engine noise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I told him, like, dude, let's uh, pull the intake off. Yeah pulled the intake boot off started up the truck and i heard the intake popping right away i'm like hey dude probably intake valve too tight and that's what's causing that so we pulled the valve cover off and yeah sure enough everything was way out of adjustment yeah way too tight on the intake yeah and he so yeah i talked to him he's he's doing fine he's running yeah no issues whatsoever so that that was definitely that was a good one we thought a couple other things but yeah um what else do we have that I'm thinking about on our side on our fleet. Well, we last night we just had a guy come back with a messed up diff. Yeah. Right. So we, what happened was he, the rear diff. Um, we'll we'll see. We didn't pull it in yet, so we're gonna see what what happened. But um, looks like it just went out, and then guy made it back from when he uh, made it back from Michigan. Michigan. Um, but the way he made it back is we, I called service, we called, um, Kyle called service. They took out the, um, the, the shaft and then we just made it on the power divider back. Right. So, um, obviously not speeding more than 50. 50. Yeah. So he made it back, didn't have to tow it. Load made it back too. So that was, okay, good. That was, that was, that was good. Um, yeah. And then we, we decided to do an overhaul on our yellow bird, our background truck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, where that had that uh, bad exhaust valve on cylinder number six, that's where we saw that it was some cylinder damage on top. Yeah. And, yeah, just we saw some scoring on inside the liners. A couple liners were dropped as well. Yeah. So we're going to get the black counterboard and go ahead with a fresh overhaul. Yeah, and we looked at some kits already. Our supplier is going to bring one in at a pretty good price. So why, why not, yeah. right? Just yeah. do it. And have a brand new truck. Yeah. Hopefully it's going to last this 
you remember it's I think it's six hundred thousand miles. Yeah, roughly. Um, so, not. I think it was a factory. Do you think it was factory rebuild? No, no, no. It's probably one of those. Uh, you think so? Gla- yeah. Because usually, f- uh, Fitz would put, you know, they would put their name on it if it was Fitzgeralds. Uh, they usually do it on the valve cover. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they had like some uh, aftermarket uh, guys rebuild them. Yeah. Well, maybe it, they made a deal with the feet, and then they, you know, because I know there was a lot of trucks in that fleet so oh okay it, maybe they make it made a deal and just kind of whipped out a whole yeah. fleet of them without worrying about you know putting our branding on it right i don't know well it's this is a this is my second or third glider that, that needs an overhaul that needs an overall yeah okay. around seven hundred thousand. yeah which um and what were the reasons for the other ones let me think the other one was a while ago and then I had one that I bought from I'm not gonna say from where but it was a it was a Cascadia glider okay and that was um, shortly after I bought it so um, I don't I don't remember it was two years ago I'm trying to remember what you know what was the problem but we decided to do an overhaul. It wasn't obviously here because we didn't have the shop yet, but it, it was at a friend's shop. So uh, a- anyway, I mean, they're still worth rebuilding um, yeah, for sure. And, you know, uh, just running them because they're really dependable trucks. The other ones we have, I mean, they don't break. Some of no. them have over a million miles on them already. Yeah, the Coronados. Yeah, yeah. Th- which that was um, factory rebuilt. Right. So Detroit built those. Um, and we have seen, well, I'm pretty sure a couple guys know that the failure on those, uh, aftermarket kits on them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, 600,000 miles, yeah. roughly around that range. Yeah. yeah. When you have the other ones that are at, hit already hit a million. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? That's it. We're, we bought a scout. Did you see the, you know, oh, yeah. the international yeah, scout? Yeah. That came in yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that truck. Uh, we're going to put a plow on it. I already found one. The guy has, li- uh, it's a guy that had a scout is selling the um the plow setup, the plow setup. okay so we we're gonna do a swap on it yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go tomorrow pick it up um yeah hopefully we're gonna get some warmer weather man it's, it's been uh, brutal but uh we've had how many frozen trucks over like we haven't because we we run them but i know one got to a customer and the truck is completely froze it was actually a customer it wasn't our truck now I remember he called me at night. I was talking to him. I was like, okay. hey, this is what I need to do. But, um, okay, what do we got today? What What's our topic? It's going to be the emissions timeline. Emissions timeline, yeah. yeah. I, the video, I think it's going to be nice if we bounce each other's um, ideas okay. uh, around and hopefully understanding that having that timeline for, you know, drivers, owners is going to kind of help them decide. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll, all right, what do you got? Do you want to start? Uh, yeah, first one, it would be EGR. Yeah. That was uh, the first significant one, right? Because you could talk about just regular uh, mufflers and things like that, yeah. which are n- a non-issue usually. So the first one that was introduced was, was EGR. EGR, correct. That was what introduced in 03? 03. So o- you'll, you'll see models 03, 04. Yeah. 
um, that came out with the EGR, EGR exhaust gas re recirculation. Mm -hmm. What the, do you want to explain what it does? Yeah, it's uh, recircling some of the exhaust gas right back into the intake to reduce NOx levels. Yeah. Um, pretty simple in explanation and in, in what it does, but um, what do you think as far as maintenance and cost of uh, EGR uh, valves? Well, you have an EGR valve, EGR cooler, obviously EGR temperature sensors, differential pressure sensors. So, I mean, yeah, there are more components, more, more expensive, more maintenance. EGR yeah. valve, roughly easy $700 yeah I would say so so not that expensive um, no and the EGR coolers the more more on the expensive side the EGR cooler probably uh 1200 yeah if you if you're getting a new one you can clean yeah. them yeah you know but they have aftermarket options on them as well also yeah so that's the first one that um, was the the emissions control system that somewhat started the whole um you know emissions battle which obviously you have nox and you have soot that you're trying to capture so it doesn't pollute um and so what what does what does an egr valve do to an engine uh basically what it's doing is just messing up the intake yeah Cause all that exhaust gas is just coming right back into the intake. Yeah. Intake should be clean, and it's and it's a cool, dirty air. Yeah, which which you want warm, clean air to run a diesel. Yeah, and so it's what dropping your fuel mileage, obviously your efficiency. Yeah, right. and uh, build more buildup on the intake valves. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's you have buildup everywhere, yeah. pretty much. So. Then you have an EGR cooler go uh, go out. Then it, the buildup get, it's even worse with that coolant mixing with that soot. Yeah. What engine do you like with an EGR? Uh, what's your What's your one that's like wow? That's you know. I would say the Cummins die sucks. It's really not. The EGR valves don't go out as bad as on the Detroit's. Okay. On the you mean uh, the twelve and the forty liter Detroit? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say the obviously my favorite DD VD twelve. I was gonna say DD twelve <laughs> or DD thirteen. No, not that era. Um, VD twelve Volvo. I've seen. I that's my favorite with an yeah. EGR. You know that already. Um, Okay, but then you do have two EGR valves on the on the D12s. Yeah, yeah. How is that? This how is that bad? Double the cost. Okay. Well, they they last a decent amount of time. I've uh, shoot. I have so many high mileage D12s, and and I've had them for some time too. And they yeah, I haven't swap the EGR valve so they they so EGR valve is not really that expensive to make and also it will last you a pretty right. decent amount of uh, mileage if if everything goes goes fine if you're not producing a lot of soot and clogging up the, the EGR cooler yeah obviously uh, yeah that's a good one what's next next one would be DPF a favorite yeah yeah 2008 yeah 08 08 so I have seen some 07s, late model 07s uh, with DPF and then 08 without DPF. So in this, the same case with EGR, there's some overlap that 
you know, all, okay. you would you would see unicorns without. Um, but generally, 08 was when 08, the DPF yeah. kicked in. <clears throat> Do you want to explain what it does? Yeah, it's a diesel particulate filter. Same, it's uh, to reduce NOx levels. Okay. And so, what what is it? Is it it's it's a big filter, right? Yeah. That captures. Well, let's put it like this: you still have your EGR valve. Yeah. And then you have your DPF filter. Yeah. So they figured sh we are gonna now reduce the NOx. Yeah. And then we're gonna try to capture the soot on so the way exactly. out. Exactly. Because you produce y you're you're gonna produce more soot if your engine drops, your efficiency drops, and generally, obviously, if everything works great. Uh, you don't have that, but then with EGR, like I said before, you're cooling the engine, the operate, the efficiency of the engine, so it, it, you're gonna produce more soot. So yeah. now we have to capture it, right? So that's what that's a big giant filter, pretty much. Do you wanna explain for some people that didn't see how it looks when you have you seen it inside? Obviously, you did. Yeah, it's a yeah. honeycomb, like yeah. got like a catalytic yeah. converter. Very dense, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are some some good and bad things about? Uh, DPF. I mean, the only good thing on that is just uh, emissions. Yeah. Like, okay. That it's, that's catching the soot. Yeah. yeah. Bad things, uh, I would say uh, maintenance costs, uh, breakdowns, obviously. If uh, it wasn't reliable. Yeah, not, really not reliable. If you, you just recently bought the truck, you don't know what, um, what kind of maintenance was done to the DPF filter, how long ago yeah. it was cleaned. So, yeah. I would say um, the sensors obviously sometimes yeah they go out and then they're uh, some some shops of like you know they'll, they'll try to sell you DPF but you never like it, un until you know the history of the truck you really don't know if what was done to what the was DPF. done to it or if somebody yeah. was just throwing sensors at it and yeah. it was an electrical issue the yeah. whole time yeah exactly so there there's multiple reasons you can have. Um, Issues with DPF, but definitely that starts to climb up in cost now, right? Yeah. Because you're 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 looking at a new DPF, and that's and what, like twenty five hundred easy plus. plus. Like they used to be a lot more expensive. Yeah, now they since they're it's been on uh, on the market for a while, the cost went down. So a lot of after aftermarket parts uh, showed up, but at the same time, it's you're going up there because then you have labor and plus all the additional costs that yeah. uh, gaskets everything yeah with 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 the dpf so that you're looking at you know three four thousand dollars plus upwards yeah um which you know if if you know the history like we always say like check hey was the dpf uh, baked or swapped at some point when you know when, when looking at a truck but um yeah so that that one is um our favorite i guess and then the latest one that the scr mm -hmm. that was in uh 12 early uh late 12 early 13s yes the first one i bought was 2010 all 10 yeah so they that was the that was the first scr that they had rolled out the, the year 2010 year model had to have them so it was actually 11, 12 then, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, that was fun, man. I, we had expecting having the Volvos, the D12 before, you know, I bought them with, with my dad. That was like, let's do it. You know, they're 
was good. They were very reliable, yeah. and then God, I just turned ugly. It was just so. It was the first year, a lot of issues. Um, we got through it though. But what, what the SCR is selective catalytic reduction. We didn't explain that. So, what it does is. Yeah, selective catalytic reduction. Yeah, what that's doing is. Uh, it's just uh, the NOx is turning into well, you got DF mm-hmm. that's being sprayed into the exhaust flow, diesel exhaust fluid, which yeah. is urea, mm-hmm. right. at uh, high temperatures, mm-hmm. and that's uh, being turned into nitrogen and water. Yeah, on the way out. Yeah, so that's that's further reducing the NOx, um, yeah. and it's w- it's it's also not a complicated system. It's just the electronics around it because now since the emissions are regulated you have to have you have to be within a certain parameter yeah and the sensor you have to get it so you got to measure yeah, all that stuff range, yeah yeah and then so um then you're adding more obviously sensors and electronics to yeah, go and bad the DF and more harness yeah and, and as you know from experience and even here in the shop what we worked on it's like well we're eliminating you know from the least expensive thing or is it a harness let's look at you know all the steps because yeah check corrosion uh spread pins on electrical connections yeah because they're start they're they're already long enough on the market that that's going to start happening yeah and then so then instead of how many times you you throw new new uh uh sensors on and it's still doing the same thing yeah. you know checking this the harness the first and then eliminating that um it's obviously the you know good step um, yeah, so SCR, uh, what have we seen? What's the lifespan and cost to swap on? Obviously, they're, they're expensive to swap. Um, I would say... What, uh, 500000 roughly? More or less? Five. Very. It depends. If It obviously depends, but that's I would do the bracket. Yeah. It's $500,000, $700,000. Yeah. Um, I've, I've known for some that have more, but again, it's, it's how the truck the is main, running and maintained. maintained. Yeah. Um, and then the cost would be what you think um, around four grand plus just for the unit yeah easy yeah and then you have the pump the the dozer all the things and the labor sw- swapping out so that's also an expensive system yeah it's gonna add up really quick yeah um, okay is there anything else what do you want to add I think that's pretty much it uh, just wanted to inform the, inform the guys uh, EGR exhaust gas recirculation mm-hmm. DPF diesel particulate uh, filter mm-hmm. and the SCR selective catalytic reduction yeah which along with that you see you hear a lot about DEF so DEF is diesel exhaust fluid and diesel exhaust fluid uh, yeah. which is urea um, that you put in to help the process the, the, the yeah. actual the actual system is called SCR um and these are things for guys to think about when they're buying their first truck as a first-time owner-operator. Yeah. Do you really want those expenses? Yeah, that, that's, or, that's or one thing. Or do you have enough capital ready? But also, the at the same time, um, some guys that I know have trucks, and they don't know. They, they, they're, you know, they're not really sure about some of the stuff that they have. And, yeah, you'll say, you know, they should, but a lot of, like a lot of guys just, you know, they, they it's so complicated. It's not complicated. It's it's not complicated for us. But what I want to say is, it's it's, a, it's so overwhelming to learn about all this stuff that if you know if you can deliver it in a nice medium, yeah. like what we're doing, it's 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 going to be a lot easier to t- take in and understand. I think. Well, it's more overwhelming because we had a guy here. He came here for an inspection. He recently bought the truck, and I'm like, dude, 
he was doing cross downs. I'm like, dude, you, you know you have an SCR. And I'm like, dude, that's not yeah. going to work out at all. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, that's why we're doing the podcast yeah. and helping guys because it's, it, it, it's all about what you know. And yeah. who you know, yeah. <laughs> it's all about what you know about the, the equipment. I always say it's a tool that you're using for your business, and you have to learn about the yeah. tool, right? Learn as you go. Yeah, perfect. Good timing. Uh, anything else? I'm trying to think. Obviously, the best emission emissions is um, uh, high fuel mileage trucks. That's the best. Yeah. I always um, want to mention that the reason we like gliders is because they are a lot more dependable. And you can get into high eights with them, and you know the the way you drive the truck obviously yeah. is also impacts the the life the lifespan. Because if you have a truck that you've had for a long time and you can rebuild and you've had it for 20, 30 years, I mean you would have had three or four of those emission yeah. trucks, right? Easy. So, so um, it depends how you look at it, but. That's uh, that's a good summary. I guess um, we could close it out with um, the next episode. We're going to talk about how engines, diesel engines work. Diesel engines work, right? Correct. So awesome, good podcast. Thank you for listening. Subscribe if you haven't. Share with your friends, and talk to you soon.